0: Welcome back to the All Chat Podcast. My name is Jack Dawes. I'm joined by Grayson Yada. How are you doing? I'm great, Jack. How are you doing? (laughs) Um, It's been a good week of League of Legends, just like uh, every week. Yeah.
1: Sounds like, you know, we're kind of like a broken record here, but I mean... That's how it is every week. Every week's a good week of League of legal Legends. So. Every week that you get to watch League of Legends is a good week of exactly. League of Legends. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this week was no exception. We got the LEC finals this weekend. Oh,
0: my gosh. That, that's really the big news. Because the, yeah. the rest of the, the world, I mean, we had LCK and LPL games going on. But there's not too much to talk about there. They went more or less as you'd expect. And then, of course, L- uh, LCS is on break. But LEC, that's where the big money is. right Bangers now. only over there. Bangers only. What a weekend! Yeah, let's let's uh, let's just start right with Fnatic and and Mdk. We talked about this last week. We said it was going to be a banger. It mm-hmm. was an absolute banger. It was a banger. It, it, no one knew which way it was going to go until the very end. Which that that was the most fun to me is that it wasn't like super one-sided like oh it's 100% going to go to this team it's 100% going to go to this team like they're taking games off each other back and forth and even in the last game like it wasn't totally clear who was going to take it um, I think you know MDK ended up running away with it kind of at the end but it, what a good series yeah that was unreal we knew that it was going to be a, a fist fight for sure and
1: that was it always is. that was scrappy too I mean MDK Fnatic, like we've seen throughout the season, it is always scrappy, and and we got that in that series. I honestly didn't get to watch too much of it live, and I I didn't see too much of it afterwards either. I kind of just, I was caught up in that Adam news, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on just the MDK Fnatic series and what you took away from it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking through it right now. I thought Game 4 was really interesting. It was a really hectic game. I think it was one of the the more back-and-forth games. Um, the, just an interesting fact about that game that I noticed while I was watching, um, there was two flame horizons in the game uh-huh. on opposite teams. So Mirwin at one point had a hundred CS more than Oscar did. And just after that humanoid hit a hundred, uh, CS over oh, wow! So it was just interesting to see both teams hit it in one game. yeah. Um, against each other you know like different different laners hitting it against each other so mm-hmm. that that was just kind of a random thing that happened but i thought that was interesting to see not even like not not just in like one series but in one game yeah i think that's the story with mad so far they've been able to like fight through
1: everything like it doesn't matter what type of leads that they do or don't have what type of leads yeah. they have against them they're just willing to put up a battle like they're never yeah. out of it so and they're
0: they're playing all kinds of stuff, too, especially like when you look at Mirwin's picks, they continue to be a little like all over the place because he's uh-huh. playing the standard stuff like in uh, games four and five. He played. Oh, wait, no, he played NAR in game four and he played Cassante in game five. But then he also had uh, in that same series a Varus game, a Gwen game and a an Akali game. So, <laughs> he, you know, he's playing the standard stuff. NAR is kind of coming back into the meta. He's still playing that. But then he's still picking his, like, signature, pocket range, pick. top, pocket pick, whatever you want to call it at this yeah. point. And he's playing him really well, which is super fun to watch. Yeah, I
1: think that whole team synergy, like just as a whole, they have this energy kind of feel to them, where it's it's kind of like individual players who are able to take their game to the next level when it matters, and I think yeah. that's kind of what we saw out of energy last year. I'm seeing a lot of parallels there, especially for a team that was definitely counted out to see yeah. this run that they went on this past weekend. It all starts from each individual player, and I think everyone's yeah. no exception of that being you know that type of player who can pull out something that'll change the entire series or change the entire game put it on its head you know
0: yeah i think Frescowi really stepped up um he stepped up this whole playoffs but especially this weekend too uh in the game three a lot of people were really praising him for his gragas so he picked gragas mid uh and he he pretty much won them the game by himself with this pick he was flanking constantly he was playing around vision like perfectly oh, he was wow. just always in little pockets of vision that Fnatic didn't have worded up and it was just team fight after team fight and pick after pick where he was the difference maker and it's been really cool to see his progression over the course of the split because i remember talking about him at the start of the split and even maybe at the start of playoffs a little bit and saying like i think Frescowi is the weak point i'm not sold on this guy i don't love the way that he plays and now i'm like it, it's hard to pick one person and go "They're the weak point they're mm-hmm. all playing so so well and yeah. i think for especially has at least he should have silenced the, the haters that he had throughout the year including me right mm-hmm. like he is the guy that i think turned my opinion of him the most because oh, wow. even since the start of the split i thought mirwin's playing some weird stuff not sure it's good but looks pretty good looks decent and i was always kind of like not really sure but i think it's probably good and then Supa and alvaro i was sold El Yoya, i was sold and frescaui mm-hmm. i was like nah. and then he he really turned it around and now i think he's just a top three mid laner probably caps humanoid in him i would guess uh, i mean Duke's <laughs> up there too i don't know but he, he he's really good he's yeah really come into his own and has actually been a huge difference maker for this team Yeah, his progression has been unreal. Just
1: seeing how he's been playing this past weekend, you could tell that he feels a little more confident. He knows that he can hang up in the lec you can just tell that throughout this whole series especially come playoff time he's really stepped up his game and he's he's coming to his own in that regard
0: yeah and i thought um Yulia had a good weekend as i was expecting him to i think super and alvaro continue to perform well and then like we said Mer- mirwin continues to play these crazy picks and play well on them but i think the interesting series to talk about is the bds series yeah, I think that's where we need to spend a bulk of the time because that was the one that was so different than what we expected.
1: Yeah. Bombshells a day before the series. Yeah. Adam is not playing. He's been benched. And Gen X so, is in. Before we even get into the series, how much have you heard about what happened with Adam? honestly i'd say i'm more up to date with what happened
0: with adam than the series itself (laughs) (laughs) okay fair. yeah Yeah. so do you want to give some context to people who who maybe haven't heard about what happened yeah so
1: basically from what i understand adam was benched for behavioral issues um Mm -hmm. he he got into a heated argument with his head coach this has been a recurring problem it seems like since last year and it, it reached its breaking point it just it's so strange that they picked the weekend of the Winter Finals for the benching. Like, something yeah. must have really... Uh, obviously, it sounded like there was an argument this past week that really set them over, over the edge. But that's still a pretty crazy, crazy move to pull right before yeah. the Winter Final. Um, you know, Adam seems like he's trying to turn over a new leaf here, come back for the Spring Split. But yeah, it it just... It was a really strange thing. It was a definitely bombshell of a piece of news right there to come out right before the Winter
0: Final. Yeah, the timing of it was, you have to assume that because of the timing, that it had to either be a much bigger deal than what people are discussing on social media because mm-hmm. both Adam and Stryker, the coach, have come out with statements kind of downplaying it, saying it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But you know, right before um semi-finals and you're benching a player when your team is like clearly second best in the league at at least and so clearly you have a shot at making finals and all of a sudden you bench a player to me that's either the issue was much bigger than than people are saying it was or it it was a thing where one take that i've heard is that Stryker might have made the choice to bench him because he could see adam weaponizing it in the future if he didn't bench him mm-hmm. there then all of a sudden you know the week before playoffs becomes like a an opening for Adam to not really keep like, his behavior in check uh-huh and then all of a sudden every like week before playoffs or like week before whatever like w- whenever he can find an opening like that where he knows he won't get benched then he doesn't have to keep his behavior in check so some people were saying he did it because if he hadn't then it would become that like window of opportunity. And I think the, the only other explanation is that it's a much bigger deal what happened than what people are letting on. Yeah.
1: I mean, as a head coach, you do have to set that precedent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I play hockey for me, you know, if you do something bad, you know, if you talk back to your coach mess up like if you mess up that's fine right everyone makes mistakes but if you're you know flaming your teammates if you're talking back to the coach that's where you're going to see the bench and that's clearly what we saw there yeah you do have to set that precedent and i think you're right i I didn't even i didn't see anything like that take wise but it makes a lot of sense because i mean who knows if you if you just enable it who knows what's going to happen in the future
0: yeah But uh, getting into the series a little bit, we had talked last week and we, well, I said specifically, I think G2 is going to 3-0 anyone that comes to them. I think BDS is going to 3-0 anyone that comes to them. And I think MDK versus Fnatic is going to be a banger. So got all of that wrong, except for the MDK versus Fnatic part. (laughs) Um, But, you know, coming into the series, it was like, I think it was pretty common, it was a pretty common feeling in the community that bds was like pretty clearly the second best team and even if not everyone thought that they would 3-0 fanatic or mad i'm pretty sure that like the general consensus was they're at least going to beat them mm-hmm. um and i think if they had adam that probably still would have been true but mm-hmm. i want to give a lot of credit to gen x because yeah. he coming into a situation like that especially when <laughs> a player is benched for flaming his own teammates right before a big game you bring up your academy top laner granted he's played in the lec before so he has some experience but you know he comes up with like probably less than a week of practice Uh and then to perform the way that he did on stage i thought gen x had pretty a pretty great performance overall considering the situation oh yeah i i thought he
1: he looked fine he looked like You know, an LEC top laner in that series, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, obviously losing Adam's a huge piece for BDS, but Gen X came in, stepped up. And I mean, I think after the Adam news broke, the consensus was definitely Mad's going to you know, smoke BDS. Yeah. Because, I mean, Adam was definitely a central piece of that BDS team and to lose him the day before uh that's that's definitely not gonna be good for the team
0: mental no and and we had talked about this before but what we were saying before is like this team functions off the back of nuke and adam and like i had brought it up before that when those two are carrying that's where i trust this team the most so Mm -hmm. to lose one of the two central pieces uh, we've seen that ice can get kills and carry games he's had games like that before but to me my biggest confidence in this bds team is when uh adam and nuke are carrying so to lose half that carry potential is a a big hit for the team but then i thought uh gen x coming in i actually thought that he wasn't the biggest problem on the team it really seemed like he actually played fine it Mm -hmm. wasn't that there was like some monstrous gap in the top lane it seemed more of like a team morale thing and like honestly i thought nuke had a really bad series and i'm guessing that's because of everything that's going on in the team right now. I know Nuke and Adam are pretty good friends. So it it really felt more like a team cohesion and like team morale thing than it did a a Gen X thing, which is good credit to him and respect to him for coming in and playing the way that he did again. So
1: Yeah, and honestly, big ups to BDS too. You got to feel for the other four players of that team. You go through the entire split and you lose one of your top players for them to also step up i mean obviously new maybe didn't have the best series but they took it to five games which yeah. is you know that that's impressive in its own right because i don't think a lot of people had that series going to going to silver scrapes you know
0: no it's after the adam news now i don't think yeah.
1: so so big ups to everyone else on bds for for being able to step up in that situation as well yeah you can tell that that team you know they're still they're still a solid team you know for being able to to pull out a few wins in that or in that semifinal, but yeah. it's one of those things where it was definitely out of their control that game or that match. Yeah,
0: it really looks like again the the meme of like do something you know like the the poking the the definitely mm-hmm. thing. Is like, like oh do something that was what the first two games felt like it felt pretty much like they got rolled over the first two games but then they came back in a big way in game three and four and a lot of that credit to me goes to ice i mm-hmm. thought he had a really good especially games three through five um i thought all three of those games from ice were really impressive and i thought he was doing pretty much everything he could to carry that bds squad so credit to ice credit to gen x and then you know just unfortunate series for bds and hopefully we see them back and kicking again next split
1: yeah it sounds like adam's gonna be back on the roster for the spring split so it hope so Expect them to do well. Who knows how all this news coming out is going to affect the whole team? But yeah, I think having Adam back is definitely going to be what takes them over the edge next split. Yeah, yeah. Probably but want to jump into the final MDK
0: and G two. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was that was unreal. Honestly, that was such a fun series to watch.
0: Yeah, little uh, t- content game at the start for for G two <laughs> into the into the three <laughs> zero. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but it wasn't, it wasn't like a hard 3-0 to me. Yeah. Like, well, from that point. Yeah, like, I thought, I thought Mad Coy was
0: in games three and four. I think it was 3 and 4. Right. Yeah, because Game 1 was the MDK came out swinging. They took the first game. Game Mm 2, G2 looked like they took that super personally. (laughs) Yeah. They came back and just absolutely smoked them. And then, yeah, Game 3 and Game 4 were a lot closer. But, uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, Game 2 was a a pretty good stomping. (laughs) Yeah. Game 1 was super
1: fun, too. We got Cimiron on the the Yasuo. That Yasuo-Zat combo is crazy. With the knockup.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. these picks. I like the I combo. I like seeing Zach. That was sick. Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially they're able to flex it. I mean, yeah. I think the, I heard the commentators are like, is that a, is that a Zach support? Is that a Zach top? Right. And then it, it ended up going to Elioia in the jungle. And I was like, this looks like a crazy pick. Yeah. Uh Obviously it didn't work too well for them in the next, the next game, but <laughs> Not so much, but you know, G2 is
0: angry too, so yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, don't get G2 mad, I guess. That's that's the moral of the series, yeah. This is my favorite kind of League of Legends, though, is when you have drafts that are like this flexible, which is Mm -hmm. why I love this Mad Koi team so much. It's why everyone loves G2, obviously, because they've been doing this forever, but yeah. The reason I love this Mad Koi team is because they're doing the same thing, and they're playing out these really creative, flexible drafts, which is so cool to see. I love going into a draft and not knowing exactly where each pick is going to go when it's picked. Mm -hmm. I think that... Is such an underrated skill from a team because so many drafts you see people pick flex picks in like the first three but then like maybe like the first two picks are flex or something like that and then the third pick that they make just like cements what lanes all three are going to go into and it's like well that's not really a flex (laughs) anymore then yeah you've picked flex picks and then you've told us exactly where they're going to go but MDK wasn't doing that as much they were like truly like you know even the commentators down to the end were like no this is going to be a Zach support and Ended up being well yeah. support Zach Jungle, so I love that. I love their drafting. Yeah. I love the picks that they're making. It's awesome. Yeah, no,
1: it's super entertaining. It, that was like the matchup that we wanted to see, the G two Mad drafts, you know. And yeah, I'd say we got a, a pretty good taste of of what's to come in the future
0: here from Mad from Mad and G two. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super happy with the way it turned out. I'm really glad it ended up being a, a Mad Koi and G two final. Yeah, I mean,
1: okay, we got to talk about Olioya versus Yike. Because that okay. matchup went crazy. I thought that matchup went crazy throughout the whole series. Yeah. Ilyoya looked silly in game one. Yeah. Yike took over in those games three and four for sure. But it wasn't like Ilyoya was just smurfing or not smurfing, but uh, feeding either.
0: Right. Yeah. And you can't, you can't forget about the Yike pentakill in game yeah. four. That was crazy. That's yeah. the last person to do that was inspired when he was on Rogue. Oh, wow. Yeah yeah oh, too. <laughs> i know and and it was right when this the stream broke
1: too <laughs> we oh, missed the it, whole thing really i didn't know that that the stream broke because i was just watching the highlights but oh
0: <laughs> that, that's okay that's wait yes yeah, so let, me, let me give you some context on this yeah i was watching it live uh-huh. and right before that fight happened the entire screen went black no sound no video no it was way. just a black screen being streamed for like five minutes probably something like uh-huh. maybe even longer than that and then they finally got it back they didn't have audio for a little bit and then once they got the audio and everything back online they cut to a replay of the the, the yike pentakill but it right before that happened it was black for like five minutes <laughs> Shit.
1: That's yeah brutal. it was brutal but yeah that's still hype that's so, that was so sick and then super too i felt bad for him that entire last game Cause yeah. my goodness, was he fed? And Mir kind of got gapped. He bit. didn't kind of get gapped. He got gapped pretty hard by BB in the top <sighs> lane, and there's nothing super could do from that when you have a fed
0: Gragas on the other team. Sometimes BB just gets in this place where he's like, I'm just going to be the one who makes us win this series. I don't know what, like, he's always a consistent top laner. He's always a good top laner. He's been having a really good split. But then sometimes, like, there's a reason he was finals MVP for this set of games because Mm -hmm. he just gets into this place where he's like, okay, well, like, I'm just going to take over and we're just going to (laughs) win these games. And he absolutely did that. I thought, yeah. it, like, this split has been the story of BB and Caps, I thought. We've had splits before where, like, Han Sama was the one who's been absolutely dominating, and the other ones have taken a back seat, but this split has been all Caps and BB, and Broken Blade, just in the finals, was like, okay, all right, I'm, you know, I'm not okay with losing game one. We're, we're taking the series, and he just put the team on his back yeah he looked insane i I think he
1: had like a three or four level lead over Mirwin in that in that final game i didn't even notice that that's crazy yeah so yeah tough to be Mirwin on that one but i mean (laughs) bb bb just comes to play when it's when it's crunch time i remember in that wave i think it was that Wavo series at at worlds when you played that yone oh yeah he just took over that game as well so you know that those flashes aren't just in the lec it's internationally too and you can tell that he comes to
0: play for those big games and that's the scary thing about g2 is that they can just turn it on and compete at a level that's so much higher than like anyone in the lec Mm -hmm. to a point where it's competitive with other world's competitors yeah and I think that's kind of the story of
1: LEC, right? G2 is always going to be the one at the end. It's kind of like, you know, T1 and Faker with
0: the LPL. Yeah. All all roads lead to G2 (laughs) in the LEC. Yeah. They're the raid bosses for sure. Yeah. There was some graphic of trophies, like how many trophies teams have gotten since G2 was in the league. And I think Uh it was something like since G2 joined the LEC, they've got, 13 trophies I think and since they joined the league all other teams combined have gotten six (laughs) so they've over doubled the number of trophies if those are the right numbers I might be wrong but they've over doubled the number of trophies that every other team combined has gotten since they've joined the league so these guys are just absolutely the raid boss
1: yeah that sounds about right I think they're gonna turn some heads at MSI too with with their flexes yeah. just how they've been playing i think once everyone's kind of up to speed obviously everyone's a solid player on that team i think once yeah. once those guys are going you know you gotta you gotta give it like a a t1 you know uh <laughs> I, I i'm comparing them only because they've kept the same roster for like multiple years now and that's, say that's, that's that. pretty rare in in league of legends especially or esports in general yeah and i think that time to develop you're really seeing it now like there really wasn't anybody that came close in the LEC. No. And I think that's just what happens when you have a, a year under your belt. I mean, look at Mad Coy. They're a team that most of their team played together for the entire year. Yeah. And they did this well. BDS, same thing. Almost the entire yeah. same team.
0: So- that's interesting. Yeah. the The three teams at the top are all teams that – in some way or another had most of the same pieces. I know like Mad Coy was actually like only one of the the five, but the other like four or like the other, a few of the other people on their team had like all played together before this and then just moved up together. And then you look Mm -hmm. at BDS, they made one change and G2 that made zero. So yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe people look at that and they say, Hey, we should actually keep our rosters together and not make changes after every single goddamn split. Yeah, I mean,
1: you look at any other sport, guys get locked in for, for long-term contracts. You Years. know, you build a yeah. core, right? Yeah. I mean, I get, I get some teams, you know, they build their core around one or two guys, but mm-hmm. who says that building around three or four isn't
0: the right play? Because it's clearly working in the LEC. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I'm I'm yeah. just really glad that G2 kept this roster together from last year. I think if yeah. they hadn't kept it together and if it was new players, it, it would not be we might not be seeing the same results and it wouldn't be as fun to watch and as exciting as it is to see the same five run it back. The same way it's, you know, really interesting to see what will happen with T1, it, that same mm-hmm. level of, of interest is with G2 I think too
1: yeah I mean as fans you get to kind of build up that connection you know you you like seeing certain guys on certain teams and G2 is one of those teams where it's like I like seeing every single player where they are and I'm excited to see how they how they move forward as a team internationally Um, so
0: we're we're kind of running low on LAC stuff now but before we move on I got to give a quick shout out uh to uh what what, I think it's Chakarez on Twitter he is a guy who does a lot of content for the lec Uh he um i think he's the one who either makes the pop quiz videos or helps make the pop quiz videos and over the weekend he was tweeting out like what teams he thought would win the series and all that and he got every single one wrong the entire time and he actually (laughs) i think he's gotten every prediction wrong since last weekend so oh, wow. <laughs> I think he's gone two weeks straight of getting every single prediction wrong or something like that. I have screenshots. I'll send them to you. Maybe we <laughs> okay. can put in them in the final video. But shout out to that guy for being so in there on getting every single prediction wrong. It was, it was really fun to watch.
1: <laughs> if you're looking to bet on League of Legends, just fade this guy. Yeah. Take everything that he's picking and go the other team. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Just just watch him and do the opposite. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. I mean, that's impressive in its own right. You have to be <laughs> that was yeah. what, like oh oh and s- you... seven? Something like that. <laughs> something close to that. Yeah. Nice. Even
0: uh at one point it was oh it was during the the bds series when mad won the first two games uh-huh. he tweeted something like this is looking like a quick 3-0 i'm gonna go to the store or something like that uh-huh. and he came back and the bds had won the next two games yeah. and it's like <laughs> man like, you what? just you can't catch a break <laughs> so he's just he's just jinxing everyone That <laughs> pretty much yeah that's what it seems like you know okay. if he tweets you know hashtag your team win then may the odds be ever in your favor because good yeah (laughs) get this guy off twitter then (laughs) yeah honestly yeah (laughs) so oh man credit credit to him
1: so i know we're just talking about a lot of the rosters and how you know keeping some of these guys together has been kind of the secret formula for some of these teams what i want to do is i want to talk about some individual players on teams throughout all four regions and i kind of want you to rank them in terms oh. of their chances of making it to Worlds. So I have specific players on specific teams. Interesting. Okay. And I, I want to hear, I want you to rank them or at least give like a yes or no. Are they going to make it to Worlds? Like is the team going to make it to Worlds? The team, yeah. But okay. it, a lot of it stems from these individual players. So you'll, you'll see once I start naming these guys off.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm so, excited. Yeah. Let's do
1: it. All right. So first off, we got junglers. Okay. We got El Yoya with his group of misfits in Mad Coy. Are they going to make Worlds?
0: I say, what, how many seeds? Get, they get three now? We get three, so. and we're getting rid of that fourth seed battle already. Three, are they going to be top three at the end of the year? I'm going to say yes. I think yes. so. I think I'm already impressed that they took uh, a game off G2 in this finals. I'm impressed that they got to this finals. And I think they only get better over the year. I say yes. Yeah. OK. OK. I,
1: I think I'd agree with you on that. I I was pretty impressed with how they've been performing lately. And yeah. I think Oleoya and the rest of the rookies are just going to keep on
0: stepping up and growing as yeah. a team. And- The other part of that, too, is that I've just been pretty unimpressed with the rest of the LEC. So I don't see another team like this top four that we're looking at, Fnatic, MAD, BDS, and G2. Like those are the four teams I'm looking at, and I'm pretty (laughs) unimpressed with all the rest of the teams. So I I don't see a lot of them like stepping up and taking that spot from MAD right now. Um, I mean, maybe Fnatic does, but I think think MAD makes it. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. All right, we got Cuz with his new bot lane and KDF. That's a tough... Do they make worlds? Because LCK gets four seeds. Four seeds. So it comes down to six teams for the playoffs. So you can assume it's going to be T1, Gen.G, HLE, KT, KDF, and Damwon. All kind of in that mix.
0: Man, unless Damwon really gets it together, they are not making worlds. They are they're looking not good yeah uh i I never want to count damn one all the way out because it's damn one and it's showmaker but i'm also i don't have a lot of faith in them right now so the question is are they third fourth fifth or are they or you know are they third fourth or are they fifth yeah t1 makes it gen g make it Mm -hmm. and then it's it's hanwha kt and kwangdong in yeah. my mind i mean i guess technically um Fear X is there too they're mm-hmm. they're kind of in that mix but i don't think furex makes it i, I would yeah. have kwangdong making it over huh. so the question is do they make it over either hle or kt wow that's tough <laughs> oh it's so hard I, because of how they've been performing this split like
1: they I look know. unreal they do
0: I really want to say yes. I really want this team to make Worlds. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I I think when push comes to shove, that HLE and KT are gonna are gonna take it over them. I think if they do go to Worlds, I I think KT is the one who doesn't make it.
1: Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I hate
0: that because I love KT, but. It would be a very KT thing to not make worlds <laughs> and have this Kwong team make worlds. So, yeah, I'm gonna say no, but if they do, it's beating out KT. Okay, I think, yeah, couldn't
1: have said it better myself.
0: Oh, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, did the same thing,
1: pretty much the exact same thing. I think it's really gonna come down to KDF and KT. I think HLE's probably got that on lock. Yeah, uh, I think Daewon is probably gonna be the sixth team. Yeah, so I think. I think it depends on, on how these guys keep on playing throughout the rest of the year. But I'm, I love this team so much, so I had to throw them in there. And I think Cuz yeah. is definitely
0: the biggest piece of that. No, that's a, that's a good one. That's a, that's a banger question because that, that, that's really the question right now is, is yeah. how is this Guangdong team going to be? Okay, yeah. what else you got? All right,
1: so I got way on LNG, mm. whose entire team is
0: underperforming, but it's <laughs> LNG. So here's the thing. I don't know as much about the LPL as I do about the other regions, so I'm not mm-hmm. as confident answering this. I'm going to check the the standings right now, real quick, just to see if you where want we're the at. Quick one, they're two and three right now, and they're in tenth. Mm-hmm. That's not great, and their competition for the top four is BLG, NIP, <laughs> JDG, IG, Top, Weibo. <laughs> uh, even WE is is four and two right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't I think th- so? I think that this. I think they're one of the teams that underperforms this year. I think there's too much competition at the top. I think, I think BLG is going to make it. I. I think JDG pretty much has to make it. I think top is going to make it. And then I think it's going to go NIP, IG, or Weibo probably would be there yeah. b- 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 before LNG is. Okay. Okay. Because that's
1: like what are your pre- pre- preseason. You know, you, you think of who the top four teams in the LPL are. LNG is yeah. 100% in there. And the yeah. fact that they're sitting in 10th right now, it's I want, like, obviously, their entire team is underperforming. That's, like, right. the biggest thing for them. Um, as far as making it to Worlds, next split is a brand-new split, but right now I'm not convinced by this team. Like, no. I don't even think that they could beat, like, a... Well, I don't think they could beat NIP right now. Like, wow. And I don't think NIP is really in that... Up, like, they're upper echelon, but they're not in the top four to me.
0: Okay. Yeah, because so, you had said before that NIP is not as good as their, their
1: score says they are. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, for me I actually I don't have these guys making it to Worlds either. Like how could you be one of those that? guys where it's a super team, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I you never know because Weibo had the exact same thing happen to them where they were just underperforming the entire split and they made the World Finals. So That's true. You never know, but right
0: now I'm not convinced by LNG. Yeah. I would I would like to see them make Worlds, I think. I think I would I would like to see lng make worlds but I'm, i don't have a lot of faith right now yeah
1: me neither and then yeah. okay the final jungler i have we have to go to the lcs and we have to talk about another vet who's just with a team of young guys you got river and 100 thieves
0: oh okay that's not where i thought you were gonna go when you when you were talking <laughs> i thought you were gonna go to inspired right go- no, I thought you were going to throw Blabber's name in my okay. face. I thought you were going to make me decide on the C9 team right now. I'm <laughs> glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, River and 100 Thieves, do they make worlds? That's the question. Mhm. And they get we get 3 seeds three from seeds. North America. So, we're looking at our top 6 right now. We'll just rattle them off real quick. FlyQuest, 100 Thieves, Team Liquid, NRG, Cloud9, Dignitas. With Shopify and Immortals at the bottom. So, okay, here's my process of elimination. I'm feeling good about FlyQuest. Unless they have some similar collapse to last year's FlyQuest, uh-huh. which, knock on wood, I really yeah. hope they don't. That would be, that'd be crazy if that yeah. happened. Then maybe if it's see, a FlyQuest thing. <laughs> if it's a FlyQuest thing, then I'm never trusting this team ever again. <laughs> yeah. if, if FlyQuest doesn't like make worlds at this point, I am never trusting this team again. So I, I think FlyQuest make it. I think that they're looking really good. I would like to believe that Cloud9 make it, but I think they have a lot of work to do before mm-hmm. that happens. So the question is, who's the third team that makes it? I don't have a lot of faith in Team Liquid still. I, I think that they can be good, but I just see the other teams having higher ceilings than yeah. they do yeah. um i think nrg is more likely to make it than team liquid is so really to me the question is like i'm a c9 fanboy i'm just gonna say that c9 makes it even uh-huh. though like that's a little who delusional knows? at this point who knows <laughs> so in my mind it's like who's who's that other spot that's making it and it's hundred thieves or nrg oh and is it hundred thieves because here's the thing: if I say it's 100 Thieves, then we're just doubting NRG again, yeah. And maybe they just get the boost and then <laughs> qualify first again, or something uh-huh. like that. But this 100 Thieves team looks legit. They, I, I know people have concerns about Sniper. He looks really good, but some, like I think Buepo had that interview saying that he's a fraud. Mm-hmm. River is always good. I'm really high on Quid right now. Yeah, I Even... think Meech is pretty good not yeah, as good as masu he's top he's top four or maybe five out of yeah <laughs> i mean he's he's better than berserker right now berserker's playing bad i think but so uh-huh. i think right now he's better than berserker mm. i don't i don't know exactly where i'd rank him probably top four i think Ayla is playing pretty well do i believe that they'll go to worlds that's the question <sighs> I feel like it's so bad if I say no. I think no, no. I think wow. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I know that's like really scandalous, especially because they're like a strong second place right now. Mm-hmm. I think by the time we get back to the end of the year, they're not gonna make it, which wow. hurts to say because uh-huh. I want them to. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Okay, I don't know. okay.
1: <laughs> what do you think? Right. I think I think they have a chance. I think yeah, they definitely have the upper edge right now over Team Liquid. Um, but I do think it's, it's pretty close between them and energy. I feel like energy is just going to pull some stuff out of their back pocket and just like, yeah, guys doubt us again.
0: (laughs) They got to though, because uh, like there's like legit reason to doubt them right now. They look bad. (laughs) They 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 don't look good. Zero four. No, they just look like they're falling down the standings because they're playing worse. They, them and cloud nine don't look good right now. So it's like you have every reason to doubt both of those teams. Mm -hmm. I think if, if, if Worlds was tomorrow or Worlds was next week or whatever, Hundred Thieves hundred percent make it. But yeah. by the end of the year, I have faith that NRG and Cloud Nine will pull it together and and contend with FlyQuest. Okay,
1: okay, and there I'm you delusional. go. Yeah, I'm probably delusional. But I we'll mean, see. we don't know. These are just way too early Worlds predictions, but oh I, yeah, they're just they're just fun to do because I don't know these some of these teams and players are just like just so fun to
0: watch. Yeah. You know? yeah no that was good i, yeah. I like that that was fun i guess we'll we'll check back in on these at the end of the year and see how delusional or not delusional I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do have a few more okay so okay i got another one
1: i'll go through all of them and then you can rank okay. them and you can tell me who do you think is going to have the most impact on their team and who you think is going to have the least impact on their team
0: okay cool let's do and it. and
1: the theme of this one is familiar faces in new spaces <laughs>
0: oh i like it wow you're getting creative i like it
1: (laughs) so we got mako on top esports okay we got jojo pune on c9 okay we have okay so this one's kind of troll because i didn't really have anyone for the lec but i I said adam coming off the bench (laughs) okay and then Piosik on kt
0: Okay, and I'm ranking them in terms of how much impact are they going to have on the success They're... of the team. Yes,
1: yes, exactly.
0: And is it specifically related to Worlds, or just like in general, the Just in of the general, team? yeah, like, okay. like think for their region. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, what, what, here are my gut instincts. Um, I hear uh-huh. JoJo. Right now, my opinion is that he is a huge difference maker for the team. Mm-hmm. So, my instinct is to put him near the top um i hear adam coming back onto bds how much of a difference is that going to make it's it's kind of hard to say because it's like they were playing really well with him then they played bad without him because it was like a weird situation like yeah weird situation where it seemed like the, the whole team's synergy stuff was not working and like it was this really sudden change so it's like yeah if gen x stays on the team will they be able to build that up maybe mm-hmm. so adam i'm not sure on yet um, you said Mako and Pioshik, right? Yeah. Pioshik is playing like Canyon all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So he's been a huge player for the wow, this is hard. Yeah. And then <laughs> Mako, I don't know as much about Mako, but I was impressed with him in the, the top esports series that we talked about last week. Yeah. I'm gonna put. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put Mako at the bottom. I'm gonna put Mako fourth. Okay. Just because I I see the value that he brings to the team, but I don't think like in terms of how these individual players interact with the rest of their team, I I don't think that he is like so much of a standout difference maker for top that he's like higher than these other players on these teams. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I think he is an incredible player and I think that he's like an upgrade from before uh, and he's putting in the work. But I don't think he's like the prime difference maker on top. So I'm going to put him fourth. Okay. Third. Man, I'm going to put it it would feel weird to put Adam third because we just talked about how much of a difference maker he is for this team. I'm going to so maybe maybe I won't then maybe I won't. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe what I'll do, I want to put, like, all three of JoJo, Adam, and, and Pioshik. You picked in, really good players. In one I wanna, tier. I want to put them up at the top, but I'm not yeah. going to do that. Because um, I think Pioshik is probably the best performing player on KT right now. Mm-hmm. I agree there. I don't think that he has to be the one that carries it because That's... they have players like Deft. Mm-hmm. And Beryl, who, who sometimes just plays really well. BDD, too. I, BDD, yeah. and Perfect has been looking good. So I, I don't think he, like, Perfect hasn't been looking that good, but he's been looking, okay. <laughs> um, so I don't think he, like, has to be mm-hmm. the Difference Maker, but I think he is right now. But for that, like, same reason as, as Mako, I'm going to put him third, I think. Okay. Just because... There's
1: other pieces that can help carry the load. Yeah. And yeah. then I
0: think I'm going to put Adam 2 and JoJo 1. Because I think, as it sits right now, JoJo is a huge part of C9's success. Mm -hmm. I think Blabber and Vulcan are not succeeding as a bot lane. Fudge is super hit or miss. Mm -hmm. And I think JoJo is the most consistent member right now. I think the way I would like to see him utilized. Mm -hmm. But I think JoJo is really like the standout right now. So I'm going to put JoJo 1. And then I'm going to put Adam, two because I thought Gen X came in and was better than I expected. And I think Adam is a huge difference maker for this team, and he's, like, part of the flexibility. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a way that they could continue with Gen X and pivot a little bit and be okay. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. But I I think Adam is like a really key piece of the way that they're playing now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he was a huge piece of
1: their success this whole season or this whole split. So, yeah. So I think I'll
0: go Jojo, Adam, Pioshik, Mako.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. So I actually had Mako a lot higher.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that, tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I only have Mako higher because I feel like he's enabling Jackie Love to be performing at the level that he's at. Okay. And I think for top esports, that is probably one of the biggest reasons why they're... I mean, they build their entire team around Jackie Love. Yeah. And to have a support that enables him to just carry games. And then his synergy with Tian is, is really solid, too. Um, that's... I, I would have... I think for me, I can't even rank these guys. You know, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> hey, hard to rank.
0: You just that, made me rank them. That, that's why I let
1: you rank them. Exactly, exactly. That's messed up. <laughs> but you would have Mako higher. I would have Mako higher. I think I would okay. drop JoJo, actually, a little bit lower. Okay. Because in my opinion, I think that JoJo, he's a solid player. And he can, obviously, he's the biggest piece right now. But yeah. if everybody else on the team starts picking up the slack then he won't be the biggest piece. You know what I mean? Okay. So moving forward. I can see like, that. like if Berserker and Vulcan do come online, then they might be the biggest, you know, pieces for that team. I think yeah. at the end of the day, that's that's like a super team. Right? Yeah. So one of those guys is going to end up carrying. Right? Yeah. So yeah, right so now kind it of might using be JoJo. The,
0: yeah. You're kind of yeah. using the logic that I had for Mako in a similar way for JoJo, which I totally get. Yeah. 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 And okay. then
1: Adam, I, I had him second as well. And then Piosik third. So I literally, I have the same thing, but flip-flopped. Okay.
0: So you did yeah. rank them. Uh, <laughs> you, you made it happen. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Against your will. <way. laughs> yeah.
1: It's so hard to rank those guys because all four of them are so impactful for their teams. That's yeah, like... That was a good question. Yeah. That was... Man, that was these tough. are These are also really fun, too. I, yeah. I have a few other... So I don't have, like, ranking ones, but I have this other thing called What If... Okay, so this is also cross regional, but this one's really fun to start. Let's do it. What if Kingin and Broken Blade switch teams? Ooh, okay, so <laughs> does G two still win Winter Finals, and does D plus now become a playoff team or a world team?
0: Okay, I have I have a question to throw back at you because uh-huh. I think this is a little complicated.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um,
0: okay. Are, Are we considering, like, language barriers? No, no language barriers.
1: They would just immediately slot in, and it's, like, by the
0: play only. So, pretty much, if Kingen was playing the way Broken Blade is, and if Broken Blade is playing the way that Kingen is? Uh, pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's a better way of putting it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Then... Does G2 still win winter finals and does D plus become a improve, better team? Yeah. Become a better team. I think D plus absolutely becomes a better team. If, mm-hmm. if you just switch the play of the yeah. two. Yeah, me I think too. Absolutely. You, all of a sudden you have someone in the top lane you can really count on. Because mm-hmm. I think right now kingen is pretty inconsistent. Yeah. Inconsistent to bad kind of. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. Uh, he's on the lower side, I would say. Yeah. So I think absolutely... Damwon becomes a more competitive team. Does G two still win Winter playoffs with Kingan? Basically, with Kingan is, instead of oh, BB,
1: because BB is, played such a big role in this Winter final. Yeah, Kingan also has a history of coming to play in major games. So
0: he does. <laughs> <Specifically> so finals <laughs> would. A hypothetical Kingan level of play in a finals. Oh man, I think I think G two still wins this you finals think so? because I think there is that chance that Kingan comes to play. We saw him do it at Worlds Finals. He absolutely came to play. He got Worlds Finals MVP two years mm-hmm. ago. I guess now, yeah. Um, there is there is a history of him coming to play in big games. I think even even without that. I don't know that he's enough of a liability that G2 would lose Mm. the series. Okay. You know, I think it would be closer. Uh I think it'd be a three, two probably, but I don't know. I I have so much faith in caps and I I think yike played so well Mm -hmm. that I think they would still win. It's tough though, because Mike, Mike, uh, (laughs) Mickey kind of ran it. Especially in that game four, especially in the game four and Han Sama, wasn't looking the best. So mm-hmm. their bot lane was not I thought probably Supa and Alvaro, I don't know if they're they might have played better that series. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if I want to put my foot down on that yeah, one. Yeah, that's like up
1: in the that's like too hard to debate, I feel yeah. Like.
0: I don't I don't know if I want to throw my opinion in on that one yet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know about that. But I thought Mickey X did not play super well the whole series, especially in the game four, I thought he didn't play that well. Mm-hmm. I thought Han Sama could have played better uh-huh. and then i think caps yike and broken blade all played really well yeah i still think they win okay i, think, I still think that happens i think d plus improves and i think g2 win okay yeah. i think d plus does win but i think g2
1: loses if they but add...
0: d plus improves
1: yeah but but g2 loses yeah
0: wow
1: yeah i think so obviously king does have the history of yeah. coming to play. But yeah. right now, he looks like an absolute bot, dude. So, really? <laughs> yeah. I think he would have gotten absolutely gapped by Mirwin.
0: If, <laughs> Maybe he... I just haven't watched enough Kingian. Maybe I don't know how bad Kingan. Do you think that he is, like, by far the worst piece on D-plus right now?
1: Uh, oh, that's tough to say. I'd say, like... <laughs> that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of them are just, like... Except for except for Showmaker. <laughs> yeah. But all of them are, are looking pretty rough. But King and just like finds ways to get picked off and to int. And I feel like oh, that's no good. With Mad Coy picking Mickey off so many times, they would just find King out so many times, like roaming, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he'd just get picked off. And that's a way bigger piece to lose than than a Nautilus, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, so then can G2 win perma 3v5s? That's the question, I guess, yeah. Maybe not, yeah.
1: (laughs) But I thought that one was interesting because we do have an underperforming player and a player who's looking like one of the top top laners in the world right now.
0: Here's a real quick swing back to you. Yeah. Do you think that if BB, like, let's consider language barrier and everything. Do you Mm -hmm. think if BB went and played, like, actually played on... D plus, do you think they'd improve language barrier side? So we're we're not no 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 like with or, I mean with like, language yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so like um, he actually goes and like like goes reckless. and plays in Kingan's place yeah 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 do yeah. you think D plus starts playing better? That's it depends on how much D
1: plus trusts his drafts because BB mm. also has some crazy picks that you do not see in the LCK. LCK is a very standard yeah. draft, very by the book. Um, carrier. Yeah, unless you carry. Um, <laughs> ah, that's tough. I I feel like he could. I feel like D plus could be a better team. Okay, if even even with all those other circumstances, because BB, yeah. you know, he's kind of been on an island. Like in these games, he's kind of on an island. You know, uh, I mean, he focuses mo- mainly on that top matchup until the team fights happen. And team fighting, you know, you just yell which guy you want to pick off. Like, yeah, if they're fighting two one, you know. Uh, okay whatever Uh, i don't know where i'm going with that but i I feel (laughs) like bb if he jumps on d plus playstyle alone makes them a better team And the language barrier i feel like they can kind of get away with because showmaker knows a little bit of english um wow (laughs) yeah wow 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 (laughs) yeah uh but just as a player himself like that's such a big upgrade that i don't see how it wouldn't help the team okay even with even with the language barrier i can see it because yeah. you know the play speaks for itself sometimes you know yeah <laughs> and and here's the other thing
0: hard to get a lot worse for plus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what exactly they're they're two and five or something y- like that yeah three and five okay three and, three five, and five yeah but, my bad but, but like those three wins are not against good teams <laughs> yeah they're i mean let's be honest the, the bottom three of lck are fairly uninspiring like, Yeah. I, bro, I don't have I'm any stream. trust in NSDRX or okay bro, bro. Yeah. like saying that you're in the spot above those three teams or tied for the spot above those three teams not saying like, too much <laughs> it's not saying a lot yeah so it, it's hard to it would be it would be hard for bb to make it too much worse <laughs> yeah yeah
1: exactly and i think
0: he would shake yeah. things up you know maybe that's what they need yeah. so maybe it is yeah. maybe they just need a uh, Western top laner. Maybe they mm-hmm. should talk to BB. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows? I know? mean, they they already grabbed reckless. Oh, reckless already
1: made his way over the LCK, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's time to way. start seeing more
0: imports. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to happen? No, but no, it, Can not. we talk about it? Sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's always <laughs> fun to talk about these hypotheticals.
0: Always good for it. Yeah. And oh yeah.
1: I, I do have one more hypothetical for you. One more hypothetical. Okay. Yes, it is a what if. And right. it is what if Chovy and Quid swapped? What if Quid never left Genji, and mm. Chovy instead got imported by hundred thieves?
0: <laughs> hundred thieves drops the big bucks. They they pull Chovy, yep. and Genji promote Quid. Yep. <laughs> what in do their we see? Happen? Forms
1: in their current forms right now is Genji still a seven and one team, and does Chovy make Hundred Thieves by far the best team in the LCS?
0: Wow. So okay. If Chovy came over to the LCS, I think he would be like I I think he would be one of the best imports that North America has ever seen. Like we've had this discussion before with like Prince mm-hmm. and some other imports, but importing Chovy is kind of like importing a faker. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, they're not he... <laughs> they're clearly not the same. They're not on the same level. But yeah. like at, at an individual skill level I think a lot of people would actually say Chovy is individually a higher skill player right now than Faker is. There's something to be said for like Faker's ability to, you know, make his team. Yeah. His macro macro play. play, Yeah. All that. But like on a like individual skill basis, Chovy for the past couple of years has been like one of the top names in the world. Yeah. So (laughs) I think Chovy comes over and is probably the best import lcs has ever seen Mm -hmm. the question is just smurf on the lcs though but here's the problem right is you like here's how it would go Uh right out the gate yes he comes over doesn't matter what the communication looks like doesn't matter what the gameplay like what what any of that looks like his individual skill is so much higher than every other mid laner in the lcs that Mm -hmm. that hundred thieves shoots up the standings yeah long term I don't know because we keep seeing this happen where imports come over to the LCS and they seemingly get worse over time. It kind of happened with Prince. Mm -hmm. Berserker doesn't look good right now. I'm really hoping that's not like Berserker's here for a little bit and it just slowly and slowly gets worse because he's looked really good before. But I'm worried that there's a chance that Chovy comes over and uh, language barrier and communication becomes a big problem and practice, on the na server becomes a problem and we see him decline over time mm. and over the course of the year those problems become more of an issue than his individual skill uh-huh. so but i think right out the gate 100 thieves does shoot up the standings okay right yeah like i i think so like Chovy could solo carry games for this team mm-hmm. so then the on gen g <laughs> that's the really interesting one yeah because I'm really high on Quid, and mm-hmm. so are you. Yeah, he's looked phenomenal this split. Yeah, we both like Quid a lot. Mm-hmm. He was just player of the week. Is he good enough to compete on Genji's level and keep them at a 7-1, and one, or do they start to fall off? He's not Chovy. He's not Chovy. He's not, as good as he is, he's not Chovy level. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. (laughs) That is a tough one. For me, okay, do you want my answer? I do. I
1: really do. Okay, yeah. so for me, if I'm 100 Thieves and I'm Gen G, I'm saying no no matter what, both ways. Even if I'm 100 Thieves, I'm saying no to Chovy.
0: Interesting, why?
1: Because I think Quid right now, the reason why he's performing so well is because he's come into his own. Yeah. And it's more because of the environment that he's in, it seems a lot more relaxed. He's a young guy and he just looks like he's having so much fun. I feel like if he went back to LCK, you know, he might not have been, or if he's like, I feel like the environment has helped Quid. And like you said, it would hinder Chovy long-term. Yeah. And so like, if I'm a hundred thieves, I'm moving forward with like Quid and hoping that he does just become like a Chovy, you know, Obviously he's not gonna reach Chovy's level, but probably someone not. that could yeah. compete on the international level with some of these other other mid laners. So what do you think happens to Gen G if they have Quid? I think Gen G gets worse for sure. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Quid would probably... if you look at a lot of the young mid laners in the L C K, like you look at, you look at like uh, you know, Say Tab or like you know, some of these rookies, Bulldog, yeah, right? Like Bulldog even on KDF right now on a you know solid team, he's definitely not their best player. Yeah. Right. And I feel like Quid is more or less on that level, probably a little better. But yeah. It'd be it'd be tough for Gen G to have a Chovy level player, like one of their core pieces, and then they go
0: to Quid. Yeah. Here's the other interesting part of it though. Does Quid going to Gen G, does he level up to the point where he's a level player you have pays come in over ruler and everyone's uh-huh. like oh genji's cooked and then pays <laughs> is one of the top adcs in the lck this rookie he sets records his rookie yeah. split yeah and he's one of the best ad too. carries in the world yeah so even if quid leaves for a bit and then he comes back do we have enough faith in the genji ecosystem and training that we think Quid becomes the next, like, pays of the mid lane.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, too. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. You know, I, I was off the top of my head, I was thinking, yeah, like, this is a good trade for both teams. You know, if these guys just trade, yeah. like, okay, it's not a good trade for both teams, but, no. like, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely it's nice a little one-sided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100 Thieves isn't losing that trade by any means, no. but yeah, that uh, it's interesting because. Quid really was the piece that would have taken Shovy's spot if he never yeah. moved to LCS. So yeah. just seeing how Quid's been performing in the LCS, like, what if, like, that that was, like, the premise of this. Like, what if, you know?
0: Yeah. So I think and I feel like the it's, easy it's answer so... to this is that Hunter Thieves gets better and Genji gets worse. Yeah. And that's pretty obvious. And then the, the harder part of it is, does Quid like grow enough over time that genji is actually fine Mm -hmm. and does chovi struggle enough or or does he struggle at all does it actually matter at all is he like so good that it actually doesn't matter that he's playing in an a that it actually starts to not become as like fruitful over time Mm -hmm. and that's a lot harder of a question but i think the easy answer that i'm going to give you is that (laughs) hundred thieves gets better and genji gets worse yeah yeah (laughs)
1: I think I agree with you
0: on that one (laughs) and that that's where I'm going to leave it before I stick my foot in my mouth even farther than I already have. (laughs) <laughs> hey, all hypotheticals. I'll have all, all hypotheticals. hypotheticals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just a fan. I don't yeah. know anything. I've never played pro league. I've never been a yeah. coach. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a hypothetical. We're having yeah, fun. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I, I don't really have anything else. Uh, I do have one last little thing. If you want to do it, I know we're we're coming up on time a little bit here, but yeah, it, it depends on how quick you think we can run through it. But it's a team builder challenge where we
0: go back and forth picking guys. Oh, interesting. I say, just, just in terms of keeping this not from going way too long, let's save that for, yeah. for another time. Are you down okay. for that? Yeah. And, and here, I'll give you the rundown
1: really quick. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, yeah. so you me. can prep throughout the week. All right. Okay. We're drafting a team of five current players who have never won worlds. And you're only allowed a max of three LCK and LP- LPL players combined.
0: Okay. Yeah. And the team has and we're trying to draft a team that will win worlds out of players yeah. that hasn't won worlds. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I like that. So here's what we'll do. Here's how here's how we'll we'll finish off this episode is you have that to look forward to for next week. Mm-hmm. And next week we'll come back. Maybe we'll we'll take some notes and stuff over the next week and figure out our drafts. And then sometime next episode, we'll do this draft yeah i'm down for that <laughs> cool leave it a little little cliffhanger a little reason yeah. to come back next week oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so if you're interested in hearing what uh crazy picks we make come back next week and oh we'll, yeah we'll let you see them thank you everyone for tuning in to uh episode what is it episode six episode six dude episode six of all chat uh, as always, you can find us at All Chat LOL, pretty much everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music, all those good places. We're on YouTube. Check out the long-form content. Check out the shorts. We're on Instagram. We post stories there sometimes. We, have, uh, we upload TikTok. our reels there sometimes. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube shorts. Those ones are starting to gain a little bit of traction, which is really nice. Shout out to everyone who's been watching those. Oh, That's yeah. been really great for us. Uh, TikTok, especially recently, we've been starting to get some some engagement there which has been super great uh if you want to reach out to us if you want to talk to us at all dm us on instagram um comment on tiktok comment on youtube shorts comment on instagram anywhere comment on the youtube videos uh we try and respond to as many as we can as many as we see um yeah we we really appreciate all your guys' engagement so far and uh super grateful we're being able to do this It's by the fans, for the fans. We'll see you guys next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs)